All right, welcome back to Let's Talk. This is a continuation that we started in the last episode. We are continuing here now um, concerning the mes message Pastor Webster had a little while ago on Father's Day concerning Daddy, where are you? We stopped at the point where Pastor Webster was speaking about Daddy, where were you when I needed you? And in this session, we're also going to start with a very captivating testimony. And I hope you would pay close attention to it. Yes, the question is asked, Daddy, where were you when I needed you? Now, as you think of that, you immediately would know that the child needed you sometime in the past, and you were not there. Now, that should work the heart of any daddy, to know that your child needed you, and you were not there. It is no secret that children need their father. It's not a secret. Children need their father. You, one may ask, what a child needs a father for? Children need a father to provide for them. Children need a father to protect them. Children need a father to love them. Children need a father to teach them the role of a father. Children need a father to learn respect of us. Children need a father for security. Children need a father for morality. Children need a father to protect them from abuse. Children need a father for friendship. Children also need a father for after they are 18, when they become adults. Oh, we will need to talk about that. I don't know if we'll get to do it in this episode today, but we would need to talk about the children who needs a father after they're 18. Children need a father around them to know a real man, and children need a father to be happy. Pastor Collins, we got a testimony from a lady who needed a father. What a rough upbringing she had. Matter of fact, most of it she had heard. Raise herself. I would like for us to share parts of that testimony today and maybe part next time around. Could you share a bit of that and let's comment on it as we go along? All right. Here goes the testimony. It says, I have asked this question for most of my life. I know I have a father. I know his name and what he looks like, but I did not know him. He knows of me, but he does not know me. Of course, the question referred to here is, Daddy, where are you? It continues, I grew up and I would like to think that I was a happy child, but I wasn't. From time I knew myself, my life was a struggle. My mother disliked me because I reminded her of my father who she disliked. She disliked him because he never took care of us. He used to work and spend his money at the bar while she struggled to take care of us. As Sorry. we think of that, Pastor Collins, here is a girl, a young lady, is saying that her mom and dad had misunderstandings. Her mom and dad, they were not able to make it together. They had a falling out. And 
because mom ended up hating the dad, guess what happened? Mom hid the daughter also. Yeah. I've heard people say many times, I hate you because every time I look at you, I see your father. And I think that is so unfair to a child. The child had nothing to do with their relationship with the mother and the father. The child was brought here into the world. And if the child resembles the father, and now the father is out of the life of the mother, it is so unfair for the mother now to hate the child. And you know, what makes it even worse is for the mother to tell the child, I hate you. And why I hate you is that whenever I look at you, I see your father. And then I remember all the things that he did me that was wrong. Now, that's not encouraging to a child. And I could only imagine how a child feels living in a house knowing that mom really doesn't love me. And she expressed that. I thought that is something that we should comment on as we talk because it happens. This is a true testimony of this happening in the child's life. Absolutely right. It is It is absolutely unfair. The child had nothing to do with who their parents were, didn't have anything to do with their father not sticking around or not even taking care of them. The child didn't even have anything to do with how they look and who they resemble. And it is totally unfair. And of course, it is unfair on the part of the father not to take care of the child. Even if you're not with the mother anymore, you have a child, you have a responsibility to take care of that child. Why waste it with other things? Take care of the child that you help bring into this world. And the tough thing is, let's say, for example, let's say the mother didn't like the child because the child was not good in school and they brought home bad grades. That's something the child could work on. But in a situation like this, the child could never win because there's nothing that child could do to not look like their father and not remind the mother of the father and to remove the hatred and all those type of things. It's totally unfair. And some of us, sometimes we forget or we don't realize that children are a gift from God. There's some folks that would do anything to have a child that don't have children. And some of us have children and we treat them as if they're a problem they're a burden, they're a curse, a blight, like we wish we never had them, and those type of things. Imagine God giving us such a gift, such a lovely gift, and we just disregarding that gift. Indeed, that's totally unfair. And I could only imagine what was going through the mind of that child at the time, because as we look at the testimony and read a little more, we would see what happened that that child did not find love at home and the child went looking for love and noticed the result. Tell us a little more of that. It continues, in my youth and even in my adult life, I have always lacked the love of my parents. It always seemed like I was a burden to them. Hey, Pastor Collins, look at that. She said, and all of her adult life, she always lacked 
the love of her parents. And notice what she said. She said, it always seems like I was a burden to them. And people don't like to be a burden to anybody. Oh, oftentimes, I try to put myself in her shoes and to see how she had it. Now, a lot of folks may want to blame the child, but the truth of the matter is it is the responsibility of the parents to love that child. That child should first know about love at home. Let's see if we can take another little bite. Sure. I spent my youth looking for love. I thought I found it, and at age 15, I gave birth to my first child, a daughter. I was put out of the house by my mother and grandmother as I was told they were not going to sit in the back of the church for my nastiness. I had to drop out of school and sought shelter in a girl's home. Let's look at that. Let's look at that. I don't know how you see that, but last Sunday morning when I shared with that, my mind went back to when I was growing up. And a young lady, someone's daughter would get pregnant. And if the mother was a part of the church with a daughter that is pregnant, they would, the leaders would make sure that the mother can't sit up front no more. So she would have to take a back seat. And it is that they are telling the child that because of her nastiness, the nastiness here is getting pregnant, because of her nastiness, they had to sit in the back of the church. But if we pay attention to what she said, she was looking for love. And sometimes we look for love in, in the wrong places. Not everybody that walks up to you and say, I love you really mean they love you. This love, these words that she heard, I love you, cost her. What it cost her? She got pregnant and had herself a daughter. So you could imagine so tough it is with her. And now she has a daughter. You could imagine how tough it was with her. And dropping out of school, and having a child, but wow, in our next segment, we would see how real that love was that she had, because something she said in her testimony that we need to pay attention to.